and welcome back to part two of my interview with John Redman. So obviously we've gone through all the drama school process he went through, the highs and the lows, and now we're moving on to the very excited bit about when he worked on the West End. So all that to come, do listen in and let me know if you have any questions and we can relay them to John or anything like that. Here it is. So I worked on The Mousetrap which is at the St. Martin's Theatre in Covent Garden. And I started the contract in February 2015 for 10 months and then finished at the end of 2015. Um, so I was cast as the understudy to, to Giles, um, which is the husband of Molly, <laughs> I have to remember, um, and also um, Detective Sergeant Trotter um, as well. Detective Sergeant Trotter is a is a is a lead character. Giles is is a secondary lead. I guess is the best way to describe it. And so, what was the audition process like to get that job? Auditioning was because I remember when I got it through. Actually, it was quite funny. I I, I was at home and uh, my agent sent this sent this thing through. He said, "Oh, you know, we got you an audition for the Mousetrap." A lot of people have said this, but like I I thought it was the game. The Mousetrap. <laughs> I didn't realise it was actually the West End show, or I thought it was a touring company, you know, thing. So, so they sent through a script, and um, they sent through uh, five pages of dialogue, um, two two different scenes, one reading Giles and one reading Detective Sergeant Trotter. And I was invited to the St Martin's Theatre Bar. I mean, these places, you know, people think it's this big kind of like, you know, like rehearsal studio, and no, it was just a it was just a read through in the bar with the with the producer of the show. So I read through two scenes, and you know, essentially, she read the other parts, and I read my part. Yeah, and then I got a call, and and leaving that audition, I was like, oh, did it go well? I'm not sure. I mean, I tried to make both parts slightly different. You know, what is she thinking? Am, am I old enough for this role? Am I young enough for this role? And like anything, you leave an audition thinking that you could have done better, when in reality. You don't know how you've done, <laughs> really. Um, so yeah, I got a call two days later saying that I'd been offered the role. Um, but I, so I was understudying two two parts. So it meant I had to learn, and this is I think I've told you this before is that I had to learn because all, like also there's an unwritten rule in in professional theatre is that you don't come to a rehearsal on day one not knowing the script. There's not the luxury of learning your lines throughout a rehearsal process it's and I learned that very early on <laughs> because I knew a lot of my lines but I didn't know them all you know people learn their lines on day one and then there's um, a rehearsal period now I didn't know the reason why until until you get into a um, a professional theatre like that so unlike drama school where you're given the luxury of five weeks to rehearse to work on your character to put a an animal to your character to, to do all the lovely process work that you can do in a on the West End, especially as an understudy, you're not given any rehearsal time. And I genuinely mean that your rehearsal is watching the show over and over again. The only way we were given, I remember this, um, we, we were given two weeks. Yeah, two weeks within those two weeks, two two hour sessions on blocking, which basically meant where you walked you know how like say the lines walk on stage turn off that light switch it was basically you were doing a tech rehearsal there was I'm no, having a panic attack yeah, just hearing so, this it sounds so, so scary yeah. so there was no i i never met the director at all 
at all. I mean, I met him in the bar on probably press night, but I never met him. He never directed me at all in anything. Yeah, so I had two weeks. Well, no, not even two weeks. Uh, I had eight hours of rehearsal blocking time. And I had to learn 110 pages of dialogue before I started that job. Uh, not just my own lines. I had to learn two characters. And obviously, so I, so I learned the whole script. I just learned everything. Even other people's work, like lines, everything. For, so I locked myself in my room for a week and just and just. How long did you have learned. between your auditions starting the show? Ten days. Oh, my God. Ten days, yeah. <laughs> so I went on. I went on for the first time. I think it was only a month in. Yeah, so one guy called in sick. And it was a Saturday afternoon matinee, which at the time was busy, 600-seater. And, and I got a call an hour and a half before, and I had never done the show before, ever. Like, as in, I had genuinely never walked on that stage, said those lines as, as a secondary lead. Two weeks later, I went on as a lead, again, had never, ever been on stage in that. I had watched the show numerous times. But I had never, ever, you know, and, and there's and there's monologues in that. In, you know, it's not a case of just a few lines here. And, you know, there are there are monologues. You are driving the piece. You're driving the story. A lot of the characters, a lot of the other cast members are relying on you to make sure that you hit your cues, essentially. So I had no rehearsal time. I had to watch. Um, and it's a different beast because you have to give it your own but you can't make it too different that it will throw the other cast members off too much. So being an understudy is a really interesting, you want to make it unique. You want to, but if you do things too differently, it will throw off the whole company. How it was, did it, it was scary. How did it, how did it, yeah. How did you feel? What you like, Oh, don't want to do it. Or, you know, what was it like, like moments before the show started? I was petrified. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, when you're standing in the wings, I mean, um, obviously, I won't, I won't, I won't ruin it. But the, especially Detective uh, Detective Sergeant Trotter, his character isn't um, isn't introduced until the end of Act One. So you've got a long time to wait. Everyone else has done, have you know, have been on stage at least once, twice, done a couple of scenes. They've come off back to the green room, and you're waiting. You're just waiting, and. You're in the, you know, you're you're on stage, and and you can feel your cue coming. You can feel it, and I think this this goes back to the um, to the importance of training. I know it took me a while to get into drama school. <laughs> I know, but I could not have done that show without the training I had behind me at all. Because I I trusted myself. I knew that if I if I implemented like the correct breathing techniques, if I enunciated properly, if I if I went with all the training that I knew, I would get through it. Of course, you're you're scared. You're it's it's, it's like being thrown into an ice bath. Um and you know, like your hands are getting clammy. And I remember standing in the wings and the entrance of uh Detective Sergeant Trotter comes through a window. So his first line is off is off camera, um, sorry, is off stage. It's uh, Mr. Rolston, Mr. Rolston, right? That's what the first line is. And I remember um, just shaking, just uncontrollably shaking. But off stage, the second you get on stage, something changes, something overtakes you. And that little boy that loved drama at school, that little boy that did snap theatre, 
kind of just you just run with it you just and you just have that childlike it's a childlike professional way about you i guess i mean and and you just run on adrenaline but you don't let the adrenaline take over you it's it's controlled adrenaline a controlled passion and yeah i mean it's really interesting i was thinking about this the other day out of those 110 out of those 110 pages i don't remember a single line from that play <laughs> at all apart from apart from that line you just said <laughs> okay apart from the first line and and the final line i don't remember any of the monologues any cues nothing because i was forced to learn this stuff so quickly that now it's not needed i don't you know but you know it's part of you for so long but yeah i mean there's no doubt i mean i was you know i was scared because you've got it's not like doing a show a community show or it's not like doing even a drama school show where there's your peers there making judgments on if you've done a good hamlet or whatever it's this is a paying audience and you those know, a, tickets aren't cheap. And those tickets aren't cheap, you know. <laughs> and I know that the mousetrap has a certain demographic, but this was a full house, you know. And when they get, you know, and there's a call out before the show, you know, tonight's show will be played by John Redman. Da, 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 da. And you can hear that over the tannoy. And you know that you're not going on for another 40 minutes. You know that you're sat in the in the green room just waiting and your hands get clammy. And, you know, thoughts go through your mind of, I could just run out the stage door now. I could just leave and never come back. And this show would, yeah, but you, but you think, but all these thoughts. I've thought that so many yeah, times. I'm it's, off. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's those thoughts. And then you go, what if I blank? What if I walk on stage and nothing physically happens, but you trust yourself and you trust yourself to go, no, I've done the work, albeit, um, you know like albeit kind of just watching the play but but, like this one thing i I just want to mention as well quickly is that how the cast members help you through so they will and obviously the audience don't know this but they will direct you through the play so so if you're standing in the wrong place if you're stood behind the sofa they will like carefully move you to behind the chair for example so 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 they'll direct but obviously the audience don't know this because they've never seen the show before, but they are so in tune with what they're doing is that you're just stepping into this dance essentially. Mm. So they will, and it happened a couple of times. I was, I was stood in the wrong place and mainly for technical purposes, like I had to turn a light switch off, for example. And I was on the other side of the stage where there's no light switches. So I was like, how am I going to get over there? And, and the, and the lady that was playing Molly, she just turned the light switch off for me. And then, gave me a look of that's where it you know but obviously the audience wouldn't know that so it's really it's it's such a nice thing being part of that company and to this day i'm still very good friends with a lot of them and catch up with their sort of what what they're doing um but it's a baptism of fire and it throws you in the deep end um but nothing nothing prepares you for it and i think that you know you were there jay that night when you know like you get your own curtain call and all the rest of it. And it's. Yeah, I went to see you. I was yeah. like, John told me he was like, I'm on stage. I was like, right, I'm there, I'm there. No, it was but really it, amazing. Uh, but, it, you know, and, and it was a, you know, and I feel very honored. And I just remember walking, walking the stage um, uh, before beginners, 
um, no, sorry, before beginners, sorry, before uh, before the audience were allowed in. So I did. I I sat in an empty auditorium, breathed in the moment, breathed in my moves, and just felt no, I can do this. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do remember that, and um, yeah, you know, to this day, it was it was the most exciting, frightening thing I've ever done, and I'll do it all over again. Well, that's really amazing, actually, because it feels like you have gone through quite a difficult time with it and you've stuck to it. And, you know, to even experience that incredible moment that most people, you know, I've never experienced such an incredible moment in my career. Like that's, you know, so rare that it all kind of feels worth it in the end, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the the successes are Yes, you know, sometimes or it, or it can feel like that. Oh, John, if you just repeat that, I think it Hello? flows. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, I mean, the sometimes it does feel that the successes are few and far between. Um, but when they do happen, they it, 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 it feels worth it, you know. And it is a cliche of, you know, you don't have pain without pleasure. Um, but when that, when that show happened and especially there's a, there's a couple of scenes here and I have to be careful not to obviously ruin, ruin it. If any, any of your listeners are going to go watch the play after this. Um, but there was a moment when uh, playing one of the, one of the characters, when you've got, when you can't hear anything, when the audience are deadly silent, not even a cough, nothing. And you've got 600 people listening to you what you're going to say how you're going to say it what's your next move and I remember the third time I went on as one of the characters I got used to it by then and I didn't I didn't milk it but I but I was like god I I can do anything here I can sit down light up a cigarette if I wanted to have a sip of whiskey on the side and they would just watch me and not out of a, you know, not like a power or control thing, but in that moment when you've got deadly silence in the theatre and it's a, a point of high drama, there is nothing, there is nothing more beautiful than that at all. That's magic. Well, we, <laughs> we, we've, we've flown through this interview and I feel like, you know, I quickly want to ask... Um, you know, what's happened in the last few years for you and, and where your acting career's at now and stuff um, before I wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, sure, yeah um, sorry. I... So, so what I know, I would say wrapped up in the drama schools and the magic of it all, but also, yeah, I'd love to know, um, you know, where, 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 where are things for you at the moment with acting and stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've taken a bit of a hiatus um, for the last couple of years um for sure i mean i got to a point well i, I guess once i peaked at the west end i took a break uh, pretty much straight after that job um and yeah and then started going up for auditions again for kind of like soldier roles and a lot of bbc drama actually and nothing was coming back um so after uh, a year of being with the agent that got me the job i was dropped so I was dropped by my agent and I had no representation whatsoever. So it felt like being back to square one again. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I took a bit of 
time to reflect. Obviously, we had sort of a few life sort of, you know, life happens, you know, unfortunately, in some way, shape or form. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, just felt a bit down about it, really, and, and didn't really know where to go. Um, but over the last six months, um, I've got a new agent, and I'm auditioning again. And, and I'm in a stronger position as well. I mean, I guess that, um, you know, you might come on to kind of what advice to give the listeners. But um, I guess one thing I will say is that acting doesn't have an expiry date in terms of you, you can take some time out. You can build yourself up. If anything, it's important, you know, after, especially after this pandemic, if, you know, if you go away and live on a desert island for six months, it might be quite useful. You just don't know. Or um, it's not all about acting, life experience. Acting will always be there. Agents will always be there. Work will always be there. And I think, you know, that that's the most important thing. If If, if you feel like this is genuinely what you want to do full-time then absolutely um i mean i I haven't acted properly for about two years i mean i did a film i did like a um i did like a period drama film about about two years ago which is my last credit but i know that i'll step back into it again um in some way shape or form um so yeah i mean what what i will say is that natural breaks happen whether it's financial you need to take a break and physically earn money to put food on the table pay your rent that's fine that's absolutely fine that's good have always have a second string and a third string always 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 um but yeah i mean the love of acting will never go away once you've caught the bug you know no matter how old you are if you're that little boy at school or if you're judy dench at the height of her career that that you have to have the love for it and um you know it's it's fine to take time out it's fine to do other things it's important to do other things um but but one thing i will say the final thing is you know ask yourself why you're doing it ask yourself what is the reason you want to step into this industry if it is for fame fortune then go and be a banker you know it's not right but if you have a love for it if you feel like you can make a a career out of this and physically tell a story and make a difference then come join Ah, oh, john thank you so much for sharing everything that's been such a wonderful passionate open interview and um you know i think i you updated on some things that i think i missed out on but i know what you said um you said when you've you lost the agent you felt like you're back at square one but the thing is with acting and I think it's easy to forget that you're never at back at square one because you always have every job every moment every experience behind you and you just keep on growing exactly every experience makes you um and one one director said to me once is that that you're only as good as your last job now if your last job was two years ago then that's fine you know it just keep learning keep reading keep yourself mentally alive watch films write a script um you know create a podcast do whatever you need to do to stay creatively alive love it thank you so much john i'm actually going to give you a round of applause because i enjoyed it so much i felt like you were just telling me a beautiful story the whole way through thank you very much john you're welcome 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Acting with Asher. For any questions, please get in touch with us at www.jadeashervoiceovers.com. Jade is also the author of Actorpreneur. To find out more information about Actorpreneur or buy yourself a copy, visit www.actorpreneurbook.com. And don't forget to subscribe or follow us at Jade Asher. Thanks again. Bye.